welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. This is the first and probably a series of three podcasts on biblical learning. Now, not necessarily addressing how you can learn information biblically, but how you learn Bible information. Now, it's spurred from a friend who came and asked, hey, I want to study the Bible some on a more serious level. Can you recommend, you know, what do you think? And, uh, of course, a million things filled my head. And, unfortunately, uh, I'm the kind of person that goes overboard a little bit. In other words, you ask me for a sandwich and I give you a buffet. So, uh... So what this is trying to do is divide up kind of the level you want to go at. Now, I believe every believer should want, desire, and absolutely crave Bible knowledge. Why is that? Because if you're a believer, you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and He's absolutely just ready to teach you and teach you more about the Lord, about Jesus about its culture, its language, everything that happened when he was here, the whole environment, the whole shebang, the whole enchilada, as we love to say in Texas. Actually, I don't know where they use that phrase in Texas, because I've never heard it myself. But anyway, the, uh, the focus of this particular cast is starting point, okay? starting point ground zero so if you came and you said hey where can I get Bible knowledge then what I'm going to say has to do with this first of all um, I believe God rewards people personally for seeking and studying his word. Because I believe Bible study is the highest form of worship. Not the only form of worship, but the highest form of worship because you're studying to learn and you study not just to know, but to do the word of God. Now, here's the thing. The first place where Bible study ought to be happening Is that your church? I mean, for real. Ought to be happening at your church. However, a lot of places aren't doing that. Pastors aren't teaching when that's their job. And I don't care how many other jobs they've got. That's their primary job. According to the word, it is pastor-teacher. They're supposed to be teaching the word. If they're not teaching you, you're getting cheated. And if you're not going and they're teaching, you're cheating yourself. Now, there's Sunday school, there's Bible study groups, 
there's outside Bible study ministries you can go to. But I'm going to approach this kind of on an individual level. Now, I do believe Bible study happens best in a group. I believe that. Why is that? Because you have interchange. That person will notice something you didn't notice, and they'll share that with you, and then you may notice something that somebody else doesn't. And you interchange, and you grow, and I believe that is super important. Bible Study Fellowship is one of those groups, and it's pretty widespread. But, again, the place where Bible study ought to be happening is in your church. Now, in your home also, right? That's that's entirely possible. But now, if you're saying, look, I really want to get jiggy with it. I want to get just all up into it. I want, I want it to be neck deep. I want to go. How do I do that without going broke? Because I'll be honest with you. When you get into some programs, they're really expensive. Why? I'm not even going to go there. I don't know. And the reason, you know, uh, because, well, actually, I've got some ideas, but let's just put that off for the moment. Right now, let's say, all right, L.A., I want to get some Bible knowledge, and I want to get it on a really, uh, you know, just kind of get my feet wet, so to speak, uh, how do I go about doing that? Well, you can do that correspondence or on the internet. Now, here's the one thing I'm, I'm going to say, and this is a huge caveat. Because there is a ton of stuff out there. I mean, it's you could fill the ocean with the amount of stuff that is on the internet. If you're going to try to pull classes, knowledge from the internet you need to have a plan you need to have a plan now I'm going to say this um, the first question you need to ask is is the source I want going to be on the liberal side or on the conservative side. Now, those two words are really, really emotionally charged, okay? I mean, really, I mean, you know, people just get fighting mad. You just say one of those words and people get nuts. Here's the only thing in the theological circles that I'm talking about. When you are talking about a conservative teacher, source, seminary, school, whatever, that person believes the Bible is the Word of God. That God has preserved it and brought it to us in as good a, as good a shape as possibly can be. And, you know, we can go back and forth about original sources, original documents, but let's just say this. God preserves His Word, and, and it is His Word, and He wants you to, to read it, and it's your, and, and it's there for you. Okay, that's one thought process. That's more conservative. On the other side, you have individuals that say, well, you know, okay, I think God, like, maybe put his ideas there, okay? 
but that's not all of them, and that's not it. And some of the Bible has God's ideas in it and thought processes, but you really have to dig, you know, know what you're doing to get in there and kind of fish that stuff out. Because it's just, you know, kind of guideline kind of kind of thought processes. You know, good ideas, you know, but there's good ideas all over the place, so there you go. That's more of a liberal thought process. Now, the only problem I have between the two is this. I and, and I'll admit, I tend to be more conservative. I think I've said that because I believe the Bible is the Word of God. And people roll their eyes and they say, you're an idiot and you're stupid. And, okay, well, whatever. But here's the thing. Why would you want to study something that you think is just a good idea? I mean, you can get that out of a help, out of a self-help book. You know? I mean, don't do that. <laughs> Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to study something that you really don't think it's actually the real thing? And that it's just kind of, oh, well, you know, this is kind of mythology, but hey, ain't it cool, you know? And then you're teaching it to people. Basically, you're just wanting to, to do something that tickles your fancy and get paid for it. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing all the time, but hey, uh, when it comes to spiritual things, uh, I think that's kind of serious, yeah. And uh, why would anyone want to listen to, some, to someone who doesn't believe in what they're teaching? Or they, or they think, oh, no, it's just good literature. Oh, well, no, it's got some really good ideas. Or it's got some good principles. Or it's got some you know, basic stuff. Anyway, look, bottom line is, um, if it ain't, and it's just good ideas, then, hey, I can generate some of those. And you know what? I'll go over and get a book from Tony Robbins or somebody like that. Uh, and he's got some good ideas, too. And guess what? I think he uh, helps people make money. So, you know. Um, now... If the Bible is what it says it is, which I believe it is, then there's an authority behind that. And if there's authority behind that, that authority is going to hold everyone responsible according to what it says. So, the, the option there is, is pretty serious. I mean, as far as the difference goes. Now... So, when you're evaluating sources on the internet, you, you have to kind of look at that. Now, that's number one. <laughs> Step one. Is the source more liberal or more conservative? All right. Now, why is that important? Well, maybe you want liberal sources. I don't know. I would encourage you to... Again, if you're looking for just something to make you feel, you know, make you look at better and change your attitude and stuff like that, uh, there's plenty of self-help gurus out there that'll help you do that. But if you're looking to change your life with the living God, the Bible, in my opinion, is going to be the way. So, here's the thing. That's step one. Step two really has to do with this and this question. What are you going to do with the info? 
what are you going to do with the information? Because if you're doing self-study, all right, and that's what this podcast is about, it's self-study, you can get as jiggy with it as you want. You can get devotional with it, or you can go deep. There are online classes from seminaries that you can what they call audit, and that means listen to, just like you were in the class. The only difference is you don't take the tests and you don't get a grade. So from that angle, if you get online and you start looking at some of these sources then and some of these classes, you know, and there's a bunch of them out there from some really great places, okay, that are free. Now, um, that's pretty cool. The, uh, the situation on that would be, uh, when you're looking at the sources. Now, here, here, here's a good question. How do you evaluate if a class is kind of on the liberal side or on the conservative side? If they really believe what they're, what they're teaching or if they're just kind of giving you the intellectual spiel? Which one? Well, you do that by looking at the textbook. What textbook are they using? And if they're not using a textbook, then that means probably the professor is using everything in their head. Then at that point, you look up the person's biographical information who's teaching, and you look at where they went. If they went to seminaries or Bible schools that believes the Bible, the Word of God, chances are they're going to teach it that way. Now, I'll be honest, there are some exceptions. I ran into a course uh, some time ago where this professor went through some very conservative uh, places and then did a 180 turn and said, okay, I'm an atheist now. Um, now, why they're still teaching Bible, I don't know, other than the fact that they've spent all their Bible, you know, their, their life, you know, studying all this stuff, and now they're rejecting it. Well, to me, it's like, okay, well, ground zero, well, no, he's, you know, still teaching because he's not trained to do anything else. So, the issue is, you know, all this time in, so, hey, got all these wild degrees, I'm going to keep pushing, only I'm going to push on the other side now. Um, there's some fantastic information out there. Um, I know that, uh, and there are some conservative locations. Um, I do believe that, and again, you know, the landscape changes, but, uh, but Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, they seem to be pretty conservative or at least have in the past. Uh, Trinity uh, Divinity School, they have been pretty conservative, or at least have been in the past. There's many Bible colleges out there. Uh, Liberty University, of course, is very, you know, has been very conservative. In fact, I think uh, Oral Roberts University, in some ways, is very conservative. So, um, 
there are people who are screaming their head off right now saying, No, they're not. Okay, all right. All I want to say is this. In the past, I had heard and I had seen and I would looked at some of their stuff. If they're not anymore, okay. But um, find someone from that angle. And again, why, you know, you may be asking, Ellie, why are you leaning conservative? That doesn't make any sense. All I'm saying is this. I want to be taught by somebody who believes what they're teaching. I mean, for real. Uh, if I'm being taught automotive, I don't want to be taught how to build a car by someone who's never built a car and doesn't believe the car will work. I want to, I actually want to be taught something from someone who's convinced, yeah, that's it. That this, this actually is the thing. Um, now, I may evaluate on my end, my relationship to the information, okay? But I want to be taught by somebody who believes in what they're teaching. That's just me. Now, the other thing I'm going to say is, if you're doing self-study, all right, you've got to have a plan. The plan should include a building process. I have friends who have gotten stuff offline and they're listening to stuff on YouTube and they're listening to stuff online and basically they're using the the shotgun approach to biblical knowledge, to biblical training, which basically is they're pulling from all kinds of sources, from all kinds of places, from all kinds of weird esoteric mumbo jumbo from every different and some of the stuff they got is super awesome some of the stuff is weird and here's what I'm going to say build first first I'm going to recommend this is some recommendations number one I'm going to recommend that you get some survey courses behind you find a survey course a survey course should be basic information. And I mean, the course will be called Survey of the Old Testament. Survey of the New Testament. Survey of the Letters of Paul. Survey of the Prophets. Get some of those things behind you. Because what they'll do is they'll set the stage. And there's also survey to New Testament theology, survey to Old Testament theology. I don't recommend getting the theology classes first. I don't. I don't. Why is that? Because most of the theology has to do in some ways with extrapolation, and a lot of it pulls in denominational information. It's much much better idea, in my opinion, to get your biblical knowledge down solid first. Then, when you go into the theological stuff where people are making decisions about the interpretations about what's in the Bible, you're able to understand and look and evaluate it better. So if you're in a a denomination, they teach a certain thing, and you don't see it supported in the Bible you can kind of catch that or at least know that you know that doesn't seem kind of you know it's kind of strange 
Now, every denomination has something like that. I'll be very honest with you. That is a denominational thing. It's just a doctrine. And sometimes denominations put doctrines and, and keep teaching the same thing, even though it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense anymore. But the uh, the issue is, uh, sometimes you just kind of have to kind of look at that. But here's what I'm getting at. Uh, the theology classes tend to pull in certain viewpoints of biblical interpretation, and, and I think it's better to get the Bible down first. So get those survey courses. Get the, I mean, I had heard once upon a time, and this may be an urban myth, I don't know, that John MacArthur, when he signed up for seminary, um, signed up for a lot of Bible classes. And, of course, John MacArthur is a pastor in California, um, pretty well known. If you don't know who it is, just look him up, John MacArthur, you know, Anyway, according to the urban urban myth, and it might be true, I don't know, and that is that uh, he signed up for a lot of Bible classes, had Bible classes, Bible, 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 all over the place, and then he went to the registrar to, to you know, uh, to get them all locked and loaded, and they said, oh, wait a minute, no, 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 you got way too many Bible classes down here. You need to have some philosophy of religion, you need to have some theology, and, he, and, and his response to them was, well, I came here to study the Bible. Which I, th which if that's true, I think that's awesome, because it's true. Get that, uh, get the Bible knowledge down first, lock and load. Now, uh, after you get all of your surveys, Old Testament, New Testament surveys down, then survey of New Testament theology, survey of Old Testament theology is not such a bad thing. Now, where do you move? beyond that once you get all the surveys courses down and you've got your surveys of the Bible down as many as you could find and you've got your surveys of theology down what do you focus on at that point I recommend that you look at getting into the history the language, the culture, and archaeology. I recommend that. Now, I'll mention this a little bit later, but Hayden Robinson, a pretty famous preacher, said that the job of, of a lot of pastors or preachers is to bring the old into the new. And you do that by doing that through the language, through the culture, and through the history. Now, I'm going to add to that archaeology. But uh, there's, there is a caveat to the archaeology part of that. But um, the last thing that I want to mention is this. If you don't have your own plan set up as far as, okay, you know, how do I lay the foundation of my theological or my Bible education that I'm doing on my own? 
Okay, and again, this is self-directed. This is you deciding, this is, you know, I want to do some stuff on my own, but I don't want to spend a ton of money. Okay? Then, get on some seminary websites and look at some of the classes because they're on there. You get into the directories for the seminaries and you can, and they will show you the degree plans that they have. I would focus on biblical studies. Now, why is that? Because biblical studies leans harder on Bible. And again, Bible knowledge is going to be the foundation. Set that foundation, know the Bible first. So, um, and then just compare, compare how, you know, this particular seminary and this one, you know, looks at uh, their foundational stuff. First year, first semester, first year, second semester, those, it's the first year in biblical training that a lot of preachers go through that really sets the tone on some of that. And by the way, um, you don't have to look at the master's programs if any of these Bible colleges or uh, you know offer uh, a bachelor's degree. That's usually a good foundation because uh, on the bachelor's end of that, you just look at the survey courses that they have listed, and then see if you can find something similar on the internet or distance program or what have you. But again, you know. And if you want to evaluate a class, look at the textbook they're using. And if they don't have a textbook listed, look at the person teaching it. Where did they go to school? Where did they get their knowledge from? So, hopefully, this for self-directed study, self-directed study is going to be helpful to you. I hope, I hope it is. Because, again, the, the goal of this podcast is for you to get the knowledge, but you're not spending a whole lot of money at all. And you're, uh, you're doing it off the Internet or distance or library or used bookstore or whatever. Okay? So I want to encourage you. And keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.